This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket. Now, it's been a hot minute since I've hosted a crossover episode, so I've kind of put one together. Spoiler alert, you said you weren't going to giggle when you just did. Um, I've I've managed to get one of my podcasty friends uh, to join me in the studio today. Uh, Sarah Hughes of Off the Stage with Sarah Hughes fame is here. Kia ora, Sarah. Oh, thank you for having me. It's 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 good to have you back. Um, we, but before we went on air today, uh, I was talking about the last time you were on the show, mm. and I was like, "It's almost been a year." It was the twentieth <laughs> of July, twenty twenty, and then Sarah's like, "It's twenty twenty two. It's been <laughs> yeah. almost two years, bro." But God, we just we just forget that twenty twenty one happened, eh? Well, yeah, really. I mean, I think I've still only been doing this for a year, so it was a surprise to me too. <laughs> when did your podcast start? Probably not long before I came to see you, I think. Okay. It was probably like a month or two that I'd been going. It'd okay. be good to know because I've probably passed my um, birthday for my podcast. Oh, yeah. See, I keep track. We're on episode 94 today. Oh, yes. Well done. <laughs> Almost at 100. I think I was here for like 50 or close to probably. 50. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do for 100. Well... I mean, it's got to be pretty epic. I know, and that's the that's the thing. I, I had my um, one year anniversary last year, and oh, yes. that was that was okay. I had um, <laughs> friend of the show Alexis Holmes, and oh yeah, yeah, and we talked about it was just before Chicago opened, actually. That would make sense. And I'm yeah. like, feels fitting to be talking about musical theatre on my hundredth episode. <laughs> it's just because it always manages to come up, and I feel like it's definitely going to come up with you today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Can't not. <laughs> And I mean, this is a nice segue into um, you. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> no, guess so. <laughs> like who you are and your creative history. I yeah. always like to get some background, and and I feel like since we last talked, you've been like putting in some hard mahi in the musical theatre scene, haven't you? Yeah, I guess you could say I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess at the beginning of my podcast, I was still pretty fresh. Mm into the musical theatre scene in Hamilton, which is why I started kind of doing my podcast stuff because I was like, hey, I'm new. I just want to explore the new things that I'm experiencing and share them with people because how else do you get into musical theatre until someone shares with you? So That's, yeah. I mean, well said. And the thing with the um, musical theatre community in Kitty Kitty Roy is kind of like once mm. you're in, you're in for life. That's true, yep. <laughs> A little bit. And it's, yeah, you just kind of, you meet so many people and you make so many friends very quickly because it's usually yes. associated with the production. And mm-hmm. it's like, we've just met, but we're going to spend the next three months <laughs> like yep. intensively rehearsing. Yes, and in some cases, nine months. I felt like I had a baby with Mamma Mia, so... Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, so you get to know these people for this amount of time, and then 
the show finishes and you're like, wow, I have a whole lot of new friends on Facebook. People are going to think that I'm just super popular. It. Yeah. <laughs> or super popular. Well, you go for faking it. I go for super, super popular. I feel like our personalities have become very evident yeah. in the way we answer that question. Yes. But actually, I'm going to talk about Mum Mia because mm. I feel like back in 2020, when you came on That's the Ticket, uh, you... I feel like you shared with me that you were going to take on doing sound yes. for that. Yeah, that was just before I had, maybe just after I joined my first rehearsal, I mm. think. Um, so young and full yeah, of hope. So young and full of hope. <laughs> and then it was crazy because, yeah, like I said, it ended up being nine months for me, more for the cast and time set by three or four for the actual um, crew and creative team because they mm. were on it since 2018 I think oh jinkies yeah said four years so yeah would have been four years like this year when we finally put it on in February so was Mamma Me your first show with Hamilton Musical Theatre it was yeah okay yeah. and have you done anything since I have um I have just recently finished Blood Brothers with them more behind the scenes stuff um and I was supposed to do the All Together Now concert in between, which unfortunately got cancelled because of COVID, like most things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just just a moment so we can shed a collective mm. tear. I'm miming crying. <laughs> <laughs> so you just do the audio, whereas I'm like, I'm just going to describe the mime that's um, happening right now. Okay, so you said you were behind the scenes mm. or backstage for Blood Brothers. Uh, sound or something different? Something different. Okay. And very different, like not anything... Well, I've only done a couple of shows to be a part of anything so far. But um, it was very different. I was doing hair and makeup, which is nothing related to music, <laughs> which is like my everything else to do with my life. So, um, yeah, it was a really cool experience to just do something different. So I, I saw Blood Brothers. I went mm. along on opening night and um, apologies if this wasn't you, but one thing I noticed um, to do with hair and makeup, and it's not that I don't normally notice it, it's just I'm always like take it as a given. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that there were some some solid bruises and scratches <laughs> and cuts on um, some of the actors, yes. and I'm like, those can't be real. They've oh, all wow. got far like there's no way they can all have <laughs> an appropriate amount of like childhood bruises. So, did you do those? Well, I would say I did most of them. Yeah, I I like to say that I beat them up backstage, but at the same time, please, if you're listening to this, don't take it out of context. I did not beat them up literally. It was with a makeup brush, okay, or two. Yeah. You did, you did a good job. Thank you. They looked great to me. Well, because I was like, geez, he must have fallen over. Like, and then I'm well, like, actually, you would be surprised how many of them were actually real or just enhanced because <laughs> these guys went crazy on the stage. Um, if you did watch the show. They have, like, this whole kind of extended scene of all the kids playing um, their games. And some of them, like, I'm very glad that they didn't get badly injured. But, you know, they were just going for it, acting like kids, throwing yes. themselves around the stage. So I mean, it was definitely believable. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like, totoku what you said and being glad that no one got hurt. But yes. then, you know, they're all pretty good actors. So I feel like yes. everyone's doing everything safely. Most of the time. So yeah. was this your first time doing, like, makeup for a show? Yeah, it was. So um, I was working under Steph Hack and Katie Woodcock. So Steph was in charge of hair, classic, yep. and Katie was in charge of makeup. But she wasn't able to make it to most of the shows, unfortunately. So mm. I kind of was just there to help with hair and makeup stuff. And it was the first time I've ever done it for a show. I definitely was thrown in the deep end of learning 
as I went, mm. especially for the hair stuff. Sometimes like, it's yeah. the best way to do it, though. Mm. Or at least that, that's how I feel <laughs> like some of my past backstage roles have been. Yeah. They're like, okay, can you move this in darkness? <laughs> Go. <laughs> And, and it's so weird. I, I, I mean, it's probably different with hair and makeup, right? Because it's all kind of before the show. There's time pressure, obviously, because you have to have everyone ready for, you know, mm. you've got to work around mics and warm up and costume yes. and all of that. But I, I feel like I've talked about this on That's the Ticket before, but being backstage crew, it's like 30 minutes of stress <laughs> for a 30 seconds, like, change yes. or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Most of it is related to those very short, like changeovers um i mean one of our changes actually which happened during the show we did have like one quick change for one of the girls but we had already pre-done her hair and it was just costume that was going on but um it was just really sad it was for rachel who was playing the marilyn monroe character Mm -hmm. um and her hair that had been so nicely set in that you know style marilyn monroe was only for maybe like four or five minutes out of the entire three hours or so that you would have spent at the show. So, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. But we did actually have quite a few changes in, yeah. that, in that first kind of act. Well, quite a few to us just means everyone having to age up. Like yeah. They did it. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you had your work cut out for mm. you. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to ask you glad it's over because it's always a weird feeling it when is. a show ends because yeah. you spend all this time wanting to get to it and then you get there and then it just goes by so quickly. It really does. And especially because for this show, I was only involved for a month. Well, technically, there was a bit of asking before that month turned up. But it was only the three weeks of the show and, Mm. you know, the weekend before for Tech Week. So it was kind of like a whirlwind compared to the other things that I've actually been involved in for longer periods of time. Yeah. And so circling back to Mamma Mia at Mm. the start of this year, it's trippy to think that that was this year. Well, because it was supposed to be last year, so... I, I know, yeah. but it's just like time has gone fast and slowly at the same time, and I that totally makes no that. sense, but mm-hmm. you get it. I totally get that. <laughs> and so that was... Was that your first time doing sound? Um, yeah, so I was doing the music mm. um, on the laptop, pressing, pressing, play, that's why I got them mixed up, um, on the tracks. So that was the first time that I've done that sort of thing in a musical theatre context. No pressure. I feel like there was a bit of pressure with that. (laughs) Just a bit. I mean, there was one night where it went kaput. Um, I love you just, (laughs) like, honestly spilling all the tea. It's great. I don't even have to push you. You're just like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. Giving my listeners what they want, I mean, like, I'm I'm about keeping it as real as I can, but also just owning my mistakes or, you know, the things that happen wasn't completely my fault so yeah but it was um it was more because it stood out as like quite a moment for the cast and crew other than the fact that all the crew was panicking and also the actors on stage were kind of panicking but carrying on with their scene because they were in the middle of a song oh well actually not even the middle it was probably pretty early on into the song so they had to continue the rest of the song and scene and I managed to come back in for the last chorus, so I was pretty proud of myself well for getting done. in there with the help of um, the other sound techs and whatever else. But it stood out because of the way that the um, ensemble, everyone off stage, came in singing because all their microphones were still working. It was yeah, just, yeah. it was just the music was oh. gone. So it was quite a moment, and I just think it's great to recognise the professionalism of these people when yeah, they just yeah. keep going. Yeah, that is that you do just have to keep going. 
Yes. And I mean, shout out to you mm. because I, I imagine myself in that situation. Like, I would have just been like, cool, I'm out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I spent the next 24 hours until the next show freaking out about, like, showing up. Yeah, yeah. So, but you have to because it's you and your responsibility. But I was pretty, like, all the way up until that song, especially when people are going, I bet you're just waiting for that song to be yeah, over. Yeah. I'm like, yes, was I am. But you don't have to remind me. Was it an act two or act one? It was an act two. So oh, I had Sarah. to wait the entire way through. <laughs> and it's one of, like, the middle songs of act two. So, okay. like, not even the beginning of act two. Yeah. I mean, I love that for you. <laughs> I mean, you made it through and you signed up for another Hamilton Musical Theatre show with Blood Brothers. Yeah. So, the, well, they know, let me back in. <laughs> they let you back in. No, it's it's all good. Was it middle of the season? Um... Yeah, I think so. Either that or in the last week. So, you know, you've gone to... Well, there were only two weeks, I think, by that point. But um, so probably was middle of the season. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So <laughs> that's your kind of most recent sort of theatery things mm. that you've been up to. But correct me if I'm wrong, you have been on stage in Hamilton, right? I have been on stage in Hamilton, okay. yeah. Please, please give me that give me that program bio. <laughs> it's not very long at the moment um, because I only got started once COVID had st- hit us in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my very first musical thing that I was part of was A Night with Hamilton Operatic at the Meteor. Oh, yeah, which yeah. Which would have been while you were working there. Yes, I so, believe it was. Yeah. yeah um, and I was on stage for that. Um, in the ensemble, I did have a little solo getting to pretend to be the narrator in one of the songs that was from um, was it Joseph. Joseph? Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. that vibe. You yeah. have that energy. <laughs> yeah. I was actually quite stoked getting that one. Out of the solos that were available, mm. like, to us, to, for us to audition for um, during our rehearsals. That was the one that was like, I'd like that one. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see it. I mean, I saw it. You saw it? <laughs> you did actually physically see yeah, it. Yeah, so. I was actually there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Retrospectively, yeah. Yes, you can, you can kind of remember. I was all in white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably was supposed to look like an angel, but... I mean, okay. you're looking angelic today. Oh. <laughs> Anna, oh, don't make me blush. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> continue, continue. Um, anyway, so I did that with um, Hamop, and then I was called upon to be a part of their um, Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival oh, concert. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. Did, Revolution. Um, and I had a few more solos in that, which was awesome. I got to probably for the only time in my life um, play Eliza from Hamilton um, for a couple of solos that we did of the Hamilton songs. Okay. And that was a really special experience considering that we only had the one night. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, It was a yeah. one-night wonder. Um because like like everything else, the next night was cancelled. Yeah, yeah, but um, that was really cool. I got to meet a range of new people. I think that one of the coolest things about those two concerts was um, just like the variety that we got to mm. participate in in terms of different musicals. Because it really opened my eyes and ears to all the different musicals that I didn't even know existed. I mean, you know? that's the pro of a variety concert mm-hmm. is that you get to, like, chuck, like, squish as much as possible. Like, obviously, I yeah. love a full musical, mm-hmm. but it's it's great to be able to showcase a, a variety of shows and be the kind of range that your performers have. Yes. You know, yeah. jumping from kind of show to show and theme to theme and it's whatnot. It's quite difficult. Like, yeah. compared to just staying... Within that one storyline, mm. you have to make it believable for every song that you do. Yeah, that that you are performing 
that part of that show at that time. And it also must know? be quite challenging. Well, I imagine, I don't know, is it challenging to remember a bunch of different songs <laughs> in different kind of <laughs> yes. genres or oh my tones? Or, yeah, know? there were a few songs um, in both concerts where I was like, I don't, I got to performing them. I shouldn't admit this. Um, I hope my music directors aren't this listening. This hasn't stopped you so far <laughs> in the know, show, bro. And probably never will. <laughs> um, but the, there were times when I got to the, performances and I was like do I actually know all the lyrics to this song <laughs> which is not what you want to be thinking no, before you're you, about to go on stage I feel like back in the day when I used to be in plays and stuff mm. it gets I would have those same thoughts I'm like do I know my lines but then yeah. it's at that point where you just go on stage and it just, just kind of it. like happens yeah. I'm pretty sure there was at least one song where I didn't quite know all the lyrics <laughs> um and it was okay because Enough of the other people did. Yeah, um, but as yeah. long as it wasn't the solo. No, it wasn't the solo. But the thing is, then you get those songs where you didn't know them all, all, all the lyrics at the beginning, and then you know every single line in that song which you are not singing. Yeah, yep, yep. That's the same with being being yeah. in crow. You're mm-hmm. like because you're not having to pay attention to what you're doing. You're paying attention to what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Although I, oh, I've had some mates in the past who've been crew. Um, my backstage friend Sam Wise mm. uh, she was like first rehearsal she like cool I've got all the songs we move this on this line this bar and mm-hmm. I'm just like who are you <laughs> how that is very onto it yeah, yeah. That, that makes a good um, crew member mm-hmm. okay well I feel like that's that's a good coverage of kind of you up until now yeah I am going to ask you about your podcast oh, but yes. I do want to break for a song because uh, Sarah has been an absolute G <laughs> and bought some <laughs> songs to the show yeah um, which one are you going to play first I'm going to go with the last great American dynasty yeah nice uh, the long pond uh, studio remix version edition uh, edition version I don't know but it's not the one off the it's album. not yeah it's not the OG <laughs> yeah um, is there a reason why you picked this song? I think I just uh, really connected to watching Taylor's performance of the entire album in the form that it was at the mm. studio that they did it in. Um, and there's just something about it that just makes me still feel chill while I listen to it. But at the same time, this is drama. <laughs> okay, well, um, here's some drama, guys. We'll be back. Becca rode up on the afternoon train It was sunny Her salt box house on the coast Took her mind off St. Louis Who was the heir to the standard oil name And money And the town said How did a middle class divorcee do it? The wedding was charming If a little ghost so far, no money goes. They picked out a home and called it Holiday House. The parties were tasteful, if a little loud. The doctor had told him to settle down. It must have been her fault, his heart gave out. And they said, There goes the last great American dynasty. Showed up what could have been There goes the maddest woman this town has ever seen 
a long song from the long pond. <laughs> sure was. That wasn't even my best joke. No, it really wasn't. Uh, you're listening to That's the Ticker and today's special guest, uh, Sarah Hughes of Off the Stage with Sarah Hughes, a podcast, mm. another arts podcast coming out of Kirikiriroa. Yeah, what is it about us having our names in our podcasts? Do you think we're pretty special? I did it first. <laughs> you did, actually. <laughs> you probably inspired me. And then there's like backstage, who are just backstage, because they're Love like... That. And there's the two of them, yeah. right? So yeah, um, backstage yeah. with Mel and Mike. Give that a listen. Do you mm. listen to that one? I do occasionally listen. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, I listen to backstage and your podcast. Oh, thanks. That's quite uh, impressive because there hasn't been an episode in a while. I know. I, 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 well, I was going to bring that up actually. Yeah. Yes. So w- where are we at with Off the Stage with Sarah Hughes? Off the Stage is floating at the moment. I don't know why I came up with that analogy, but um, it's had a little bit of a setback I could say. At the moment I'm only capable of um, doing interviews with myself. Okay. <laughs> Just I, um, my job situation changed and that's where I was using like all their equipment and mm. things like that and um, unfortunately I wasn't thinking I was going to steal a microphone when I left that job, you know. So, um, yeah, it's just taken a little bit of a backseat until I saved up enough money to buy another microphone mm. so that I could do what I do because I, I try to deliver the quality yeah. 
because I don't want to go back to how I started out, which was swinging my microphone around <laughs> on the stand and having to edit that out all the time. It's just so much extra work. So, yeah, or but just, or just keep it in. Ideas. Or just keep <laughs> it in. It would have been quite entertaining, really, for like two seconds until yeah, it yeah. happened again. And then you're like, oh. And then you're like, oh, I have to listen to this whole yeah. episode. And that's and it's what an I hour out. long. No, <laughs> you, do have, you do have good, um, like, the level of production that you Thank put you. in it's it's good your, yeah. your editing is a vibe i'm not very <laughs> editing i'm i'm live yeah yeah and the, I, totally you know, get that. I don't even edit myself <laughs> <laughs> i do i i guess in my last few episodes that i posted i didn't really do much editing um i'd gone to the point where i was like pretty happy with my setup and how conversations were flowing mm. so i stopped editing as much out and but sometimes if there's a long pause where I'm letting someone think but feel yeah. comfortable to think, I do edit that out just to make them seem like they're super onto it. <laughs> I mean, I uh, the most edity I got was in, you know, with COVID lockdowns mm-hmm. and stuff when I was doing it over Zoom. Impressive, yes. Impressive in the audio quality, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a learning experience, um, like... You know, I feel like I'm a lot more. I never expected myself mm. to be capable of re- recording stuff and snippets and piecing yeah. it together and chucking an audio and stuff. It was, it was, it was a learning experience, and I, I gained some great mm. new skills. But um, this is the this is what I love. Yeah, doing, <laughs> doing it, it live. live right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's just got a different essence to it. And I think I kind of after I did that first interview with mm. you. I kind of thought I need to edit my episodes just like a little bit less just to still keep that conversational flow, mm. which also meant that, you know, you've got to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I usually am, but there's the occasional time where you're like, okay, we just got to go with what's happening and edit it out later. Oh, I mean, like, I I say, I'm, I mean, I'm prepared in that I, I kind of plan what I want to talk about, but yeah. then it's like you write the notes, mm. you look at the notes at the start and, and then they it. are pushed aside <laughs> yeah, yeah. until the end of the show. 100%. And then I'm like, oh, remember how I wrote these? Oh, yeah, we were going to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. No, but yeah. that's where you find the good stuff, that, that organic kind of conversation, mm. right? Definitely. And, yeah. and it's, it's always great when, I mean, you probably have this too, when you have mm. guests on your show where things go in a direction that you don't expect them to go but yes. then it's like a really good chat and you're like oh my gosh how did you never mention this interesting yeah. like yeah. thing about yourself or snippet mm-hmm. of in- information ever before this is amazing yeah especially if they mention it right at the end of the interview and you're like well <laughs> that's our time yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. gotta gotta go now you ended on that <laughs> yeah but um, if people want to back listen, mm-hmm. uh, what I mean, you're on Spotify. I am on Spotify still, yeah. yeah. And you have a Facebook page, Instagram. I do have a Facebook page and an Instagram. They're linked, so just whatever gets posted to one gets posted to the other. Um, Love that. Yeah, and there's definitely like ideas in my head all the time of interviews I want to do and things that I want to talk about. I'm just waiting for that one last piece of equipment to make its way to me. What is that last piece? The, the microphone. Okay, yeah, that's microphone. fairly important. Yeah, that's eh? pretty important. Yeah. Okay. I've been keeping, but like keeping my options open, Spotify has just started this new thing where they actually let you upload videos to your podcast. So oh. you can actually just record an entire video and the audio from that video will be your podcast episode. Oh. So I'm kind of looking into that and deciding on whether the quality through my iPhone is good enough. What, For what, now. What iPhone one, have you got? 
Um, what Asking for a mate. Oh, so you've got a 13. Oh, you'll be all good, bro. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, if I can get one thing this year, I do need to update my phone if I want to do any video stuff for any of my jobs. So I just went crazy and got the best one that was available at the time, which is not usually what I do, so... I mean, um, I'm I'm there for it. I yeah. support you in that. <laughs> Thank you. My husband probably didn't as much. <laughs> nah, I love him. Shout out to the husband. Shout out to the husband. Um, <laughs> shout out to my not husband, Jeremy. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to do it. You um, got to. But uh, circling back to your mic, mm-hmm. just because I'm going to ask you about advice for mm-hmm. people wanting to get into podcasting. Yeah. What What is the mic you have in mind? That's a very good question. I'm currently like debating with myself whether I get a proper podcasting microphone mm. that is like omnidirectional, which means that you can talk into it from any direction yeah. around it. Because um, currently I use my Shure Beta, it's like SM58 microphone, and I purchased that for my degree because I was a singer. Mm. I still am a singer, obviously. <laughs> um, that didn't go away, thankfully. But I purchased that for my degree. So I just use that. Um, my uh, production tech guy at my work and through my degree said that was the best microphone mm. for me to use. And he said, well, it sounds fine in your podcast, so you might as well just keep using it. But I don't want to buy another one of those. Okay. For doing interviews, I might as well buy like a proper yeah. omnidirectional mic. Um, but at the same time, I am looking into options of having like... Because I've said I'm looking into the video stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, like lavalier microphones. Ooh, so that okay. I can actually just record through them and get... Because, you know, all the people... Not the cheap ones, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. the slightly more expensive ones that actually record good quality sound. There's one coming out that's like a double one and it's got like a two metre long cable that you can plug in to your phone. That's like, you know, the they dream. Just sort all my problems, but it doesn't come out until September. So that's why I'm kind of okay. like, yeah. Am I going to wait until September to publish another episode? Probably not. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. But yeah. So advice wise, I would say <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I totally yeah, yeah. forgot what the question was. No, no, um, it wasn't a question. It's just I just feel like yeah. that was podcaster to podcaster it was talking podcaster about mics. To podcaster. <laughs> I hope that didn't get too technical. Um, but like I was saying, omnidirectional means like something that you can talk into from any side so you could have two people or three people talking around the yeah. same microphone so i would definitely recommend to anyone wanting to start a podcast to if you can only invest in one microphone mm. invest in one that is omnidirectional or yeah. that can switch between that um and i think there's like some really good like bluebird like usb plug-in ones that you can just plug into your computer and that's probably the best place to start rather than going and buying a fancy microphone before you know if you really want to commit to this yeah and on that i would say do your research do your research yeah yeah like take your time like obviously there's a bit of pressure if you're like sarah and you're like i want to get my episode (laughs) i need to get my episode even even sarah is is doing a research i am definitely doing my research i'm still trying to decide if i'm gonna wait till september for that I mean, we'll, if it gets to September... <laughs> you will know why. <laughs> I'll have you back for the relaunch of your podcast. <laughs> yes, eh? definitely. But, yeah. I mean, you've got a few episodes out on there. There are a few. Like, I managed to get a couple of, uh, of them out this year. Yeah, yeah. Just. But there's definitely plenty you can listen to and backlog, but... Like I said, I can't remember when my anniversary is, so <laughs> I can't tell you how many episodes there are exactly on there, but definitely plenty to listen to. Just write in to Off the Stage with Sarah Hughes, be <laughs> like, um, your one-year anniversary is this day. Yeah, if anyone else knows, let me yeah, know. Yeah, if anyone else knows. Um, 
then yeah, let her know. And you've had a solid um, array of guests. Like I'm, yeah. I'm guilty of repeat guests. Mm-hmm. You right now. Yeah. Whereas, well, have yeah. you had any repeats? Not yet. Not um, not guests in terms of interviewing. I think mm. I might have done a couple with one of my friends reviewing oh, yes. shows, but I yep. haven't done interviews repeat yet. But I'm looking into it because people change what they're doing all the time. But I think the purpose of my podcast started off to get to know these people mm. up to the point that they're at. Um, and then once like I feel like that I've exhausted as many people as I can. <laughs> yeah, which is going to take <laughs> so a while long with you, yeah. especially because you keep, you keep doing shows, Sarah. <laughs> Two episodes a year. <clears throat> and, you know. No, I think I um, one of my favourite episodes that I did, which I did just record off my phone, was during Mamma Mia and mm. I went around the cast and just asked them, like, what makes a good audience member? So if you haven't listened to that episode, go find out what the cast of Mamma Mia <laughs> thought made a good audience member. But that was just fun to do and I think, like, doing episodes like that in between doing interviews is kind of where I'm headed to just have a bit of variety. I mean, it's nice to shake it up and mm. it's good that you get in there with a variety so mm. I can keep doing the exact yes, same thing exactly. and never change. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Change is always good. Change thing. is good. But I think as well, it keeps us in our niches of like, you're very good at doing those like repeat interviews with people. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and it just like, for me, I'm like, well... Hannah does that, so I don't necessarily need to do that. She's the one telling you all the local news happening all the time. So go listen to Hannah for that. Yeah. And then come to listen for, you know, other things. I mean, I feel like yours is good because you've had people who I've had. And so it's like if you really want to fully get the download. Go to both. Yeah, go to both. Exactly. It's like, oh, they seemed cool. Are they on off the stage with yeah. Sarah Hughes? Yes, they are. Now we'll I can get their more. entire backstory and yes, like what exactly. they're into. It's great. I'm all about that like complete backstory. Like, tell me how you got into musical theatre. Tell me about your first show to your latest show. Like, some of them can be quite long because people go through their entire history, and others are like, I can't remember half them. I'm like, cool. Yeah, they, <laughs> they get to a point where you lose count. Mm. Like, if you ask me how many shows I've been involved in, no idea. Whereas I'm like. Um, four. Four. What <laughs> I'm was, getting there. What was your wait? So, what was your first show like ever? Ever, ever. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't do any before I came to Hamilton. Really? Um, like not even like as a child or anything. Oh, okay. Well, that's a lie. Um, so my high school didn't do any. So I haven't done okay. any since intermediate. All right. Um, and the one I did in intermediate was made up by the drama teacher okay. and singing teachers. It was pretty awesome. Um, I say that because I got to dance on stage, and I can't believe that I used to dance the way that I used to dance because I definitely can't now um, but we were doing kind of like swing dancing to the tune of oh, the Boogie Woogie Booger Boy oh my gosh you know yeah. the, song? the Boogie Woogie Booger Boy from Avenue B yeah, yeah. wow never thought I'd ever sing on that so there you are <laughs> guys it's an exclusive um, <laughs> but yeah so I danced and sung to that and it was a show called This Is Your Life Gloria Daily so if anyone who was at Casebrook Intermediate in uh, 2007 remembers that show just randomly happens to be listening to Free FM Free FM sorry um, let me know yeah, because yeah. that was a good show and I think some people actually bought the DVD okay. of that show it was a great show. If, if you get any uptake from that, yeah, I please, know. we need to do it. Yeah, <laughs> we like, need to I want to see it. that show again. Maybe I should just contact the school. Um, <laughs> I kid you not, my first time on stage, um, like Earthside, because <laughs> I think I was Earthside. in something Wormside, um, 
Love that. Baby Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Me yeah. and my twin sister were um, double cast as Baby say, Jesus in yeah. a uh, Christmas show. Wow. I was like three, two or three. That's a very old baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't use an actual baby, can you? I have been in some where they've used an actual baby, but usually because the mother was playing Mary. Yeah. So that worked. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like I, I have memories of like being a fairy in a tree and stuff. The good old days. <laughs> My voice. Wait, did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. I was going to say I love that. <laughs> Fairies in a tree. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay. I'm. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, break on fairies oh, yeah. and trees amazing uh, no I've just got a squish in well not squish but um, we're about midway through mm-hmm. just over midway through so I feel like it's about time that I uh, introduce popular segment on that's the ticket oh, yes. Rick's pick Rick's pick so uh, for those of you who don't know about Rick's pick I have an uncle Rick uh, he is a great uncle great list of music and radio uh, has listened to every single episode of that's the ticket yeah go uncle Rick <laughs> and when he's got his own following seriously People are like, I missed this week's episode. What was Rick's pick? And I'm like, <laughs> just nothing about me. But um, anyway, <laughs> when Uncle Rick found out that I was uh, starting That's the Ticket, he's like, cool, I'm going to give you a list. And every week we can do Rick's pick. And every week I have. And this week is a song I actually know, which is oh. good. He's got he's got such a wide range. Often I'm playing stuff that I'm like, this is the first time I've heard the song. It's a vibe. Yeah. But uh, this is a song by the Cars called Drive. You'll, do you know it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, you probably will when you hear it. So uh, this one's for you, Uncle Rick, and we will be right back. Go 
love a bit of 80s track. Yes. There. Love a bit of 80s track, 80s music. Thank you, <laughs> Uncle Rick, for uh, this week's Rick's pick. Uh, special guest for today, Sarah Hughes, approves of the song. I do. Big listener of 80s music, aren't you, Sarah? I am a big listener of 80s music. Potentially bigger than me. I mean... It is definitely one of my go-tos. Like, I'll just chuck on 80s music every day. How do you feel about Pat Benatar? Um, Already the wrong answer. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, in saying that, my brain's also completely blanking on any of the songs um, that I like. Love is the battlefield. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yes. Golly, how did my brain forget that? It's, it's all good. I, I flex like, Pat Benatar often for no apparent reason because I have no connection to her, I just <laughs> listen to Pat Benatar all the time. Oh, fair enough. That and Bridgerton the Musical, I think. Yes, Bridgerton the Musical. Uh, I'm waiting for my vinyl to arrive. Oh. I ordered the whole album on vinyl. I don't know if you saw, but I did like a couple of episodes on them. I did. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, you did say you listened to the episodes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and especially I, if it's the yeah. unofficial Bridgerton Musical, because mm-hmm. the day they won a Grammy, <sighs> it was my birthday. Oh, wow. I know. I'm you like... Know. I, I may or may not have um, hypothetically been at home instead of my class that I was supposed to be at to watch and then realised that I was watching on the wrong channel. I'd waited for the wrong section of the Grammys because it wasn't in the oh, main event in no, the evening. Yeah, it was yeah, in the, the one before, so I'd already yeah. missed it and found out on Instagram before Probably I'd from me. It. Potentially. Probably from you. <laughs> I'm going to take that credit anyway. Um <laughs> Oh, this this show. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today, really Sarah. Have. Um, I'm going to ask you maybe a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've, we've kind of talked about your like community theatre involvement. Yeah. We've talked about your podcast. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask you about your job. <laughs> My job. Because your job is in the arts, essentially. It is more than you could know <laughs> half the time. Um, yeah, so... I I am a freelancer for the most part, mm. but I did just start a new role with um, Hamilton Operatic. Yeah. I have been hired to be one of two business development managers for them for the year. And we'll like, see how that goes. We <laughs> talked about this um, off air a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah's like, we're talking about this now, but I know you're going to bring it up. Nothing's off the record with you. Yeah. And you're like, you're pretty much right. But I was basically saying, like, how good you taking this role? Mm. Because, it, you know, you're perfect for it. Oh, thank you. Well, and because <laughs> you're, you're freelancing, right? Yes, is, I am um, freelancing. Sarah Hughes Creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if we were going to go based on title alone... Sounds like the person that it does, doesn't it? Yeah, um, Sarah Hughes Creative kind of encompasses all my things that I do, including off the stage. So Mm. it's the thing that I get all my money paid through for whenever I actually get paid money. Um, Experience dollars, though. (laughs) Experience dollars. I mean, they helped me get the job. So, like, all these things... you can't underestimate the power of volunteering. And I think if you haven't volunteered for anything in your life yet get into it especially in the arts like there are so many opportunities to volunteer in the arts and you never know what sort of jobs you're going to get like no and yeah you never know what you will try once as a favor Mm -hmm. and then become obsessed with it and really enjoy doing it my passion my favorite uh thing to do on a voluntary scale is um 
producing shows. Mm, yes. Which is essentially just doing a lot of admin, but it yeah. brings me so much joy. Love a good email. <laughs> I really do. You're really hyping this up for us. Just, well, I mean, Hamilton needs more producers. Yeah. I mean, I haven't noticed um, producers on like every kind of theatre community's shows. So it's a really interesting role. Yeah. To kind of get it into. Well, and I feel like a lot of kind of directors get stuck doing it. Yes. Because they can very easily morph into one. But if you mm. have a producer, then it, it allows your director to just kind of focus on the creative. Yeah. 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 It's, it's similar how um, sometimes costume and makeup get mm. squished into one thing. But then And not. even hair and makeup <laughs> you know. get squished into yes. one thing when they're two different yeah. things. I Usually mean, it's great if you can do room. both. <laughs> yeah. Always in the same room. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the things that I just like to put out there. Um, if you review shows or if you go and watch shows, like one of the things that you don't probably notice, like Hannah said, is you don't always notice the effort that's gone into hair and makeup yeah. compared to what you see in the costumes. Mm. But even then, costumes, like, you know, they're their own thing. Hair's its own thing. Makeup's its own thing. Sure, some shows get just the cast to do their makeup. Yeah. But if you see things like those cuts and bruises, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was also dirt. Yeah, I just yeah. like did like the what are these air quotes. quotes? Air quotes. This happens a lot on the show. <laughs> you're not alone. In real life, I do these a lot too. Um, but it yeah, like they life. are their own things. And take a look at the next show that you go to and mm. look at something new that you don't usually look at. Like go past the costumes. And you know? I, I will also say, if you're an actor and mm. you've never worked backstage, do it. Highly recommend yeah. it because I think it it, it helps um, with with your performance, kind of mm. understanding what happens around you and Definitely. what goes into each of those moments. I mean, I'm incredibly biased, but <laughs> you do the backstage. Work. Yeah, th- yeah, there's my unsolicited advice, um, yeah. fam. But uh, before I crack into upcoming events. Mm-hmm. Do you have any upcoming events? Do I have any upcoming events? Well, none that have been announced yet. Okay. Um, if you want to spill some tea, now is the time. Now is the time. So I'm actually doing my honours at WinTech at the moment, and I'm doing it in musical theatre singing. So I'm studying full-time and then doing like my freelancing and my work for Hamop on the side. Okay, that doesn't sound very busy at all, Sarah. <laughs> Not at all. But I love that for you. Continue. Yeah. So as a part of that, I actually have to do a concert. So I'm making my own opportunities <gasps> into performing on the stage. Um, so I'm actually going to be doing like a double headliner concert with my fellow classmate Sophia Hasunia who actually oh my god yeah you guys kept that a secret (laughs) well because we haven't set the date yet we're still waiting to get confirmed with our venue and stuff but because we're both doing musical theater singing as our topics for our honors Mm. this year um we have to do a concert so we're like let's do it together am I the first person to hear about this you are the first person to hear well you know outside of the people who are involved okay in my study and in the concert and my family. This is great. Public. I <laughs> am so keen to see yeah. you and Sophia collab. Yeah. I'm going to have to have you back on the show. <laughs> Definitely, especially oh. when we get in the lead up to the concert. What but an yeah. episode that'll be. Oh my So gosh. I'm not going to um, spoil what she's doing. Okay. So she's doing her segment and then I'll be doing my segment. Mm. But my segment does relate to the song that was played earlier in the show. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so and if you, you haven't figured that out, you're doing some you're doing some tea swizzle. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So okay. When is this? Wait. When is it on? Um, well, at the moment we're looking at October, 
So that's as much as I've got. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll definitely well, keep you updated. Yeah, though. yeah. Because yeah. I want to share the dates and I'm sure yes. everyone will be keen to get along to that. Definitely. And there'll be a few other familiar musical theatre faces performing alongside me for my section of the concert. Oh, yeah. how good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Now I've got to follow that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do uh, it. Other upcoming events around the place. Uh, in no particular order. Uh, Riverly Theatre have celebrating Matariki on June 18th at uh, 3pm and 7pm featuring the awesome Dan Moke and friends. I believe mm-hmm. Fiona Greaves, friend of the show, has been announced as one yes. of the friends. Um, that's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a bit of you, to be honest. Yeah, I just spoke to Dane today and I was like, I need to buy my ticket. Yes. Like ASAP. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, listeners, you also need to buy your tickets <laughs> ASAP. But not before I do. <laughs> um, I will put up links to where you can find tickets yeah. for this and the rest of the events that I'm about to mm-hmm. um, list off. Uh, over at Clarence Street Theatre, they have uh, comedian Tom Sainsbury coming through with Tom Sainsbury Snapchat dude. That's on June 8th uh, with a one-night-only 7.30pm show. So if you're down for a laugh, highly recommend that. Also uh, with comedy, The Meteor have uh, James Rocky's uh, Bardong on June 10th and Guy Williams, Uh Here Comes Nothing the following night on June 11th. (laughs) So you can get get your giggle on on June 8th, 10th and 11th. (laughs) It really sounds like it. And then uh, the Waikato Museum have Te Marama stories around the campfire running this Saturday, June 4th at 11am. This is an original play devised by Wintech Performing Arts students and it's being presented as part of the Our Moon um, Then, Now and Beyond exhibition and is perfect for primary school age tamariki, apparently. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, when I saw that it's Wintech students, I'm like, it's probably people we know. Yeah. I haven't heard about this, but that's because I'm pretty out of touch with half the things no, just, in my own little world. <laughs> this is why you need to keep listening to uh, it is. That's the ticket. Yeah. Let's be At real. the right time, like in the right week. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, actually, on that note, uh, if you want to keep up to date with That's the Ticket and some of the events that I plug, uh, now is a great time to hop on your internet-connected device and uh, like the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page. Mm. Also, you might as well, while you're there, might as well give um, off the stage with uh, <laughs> oh, Sarah Hughes a cheeky follow and uh, Free FM because you yeah. need the whole set. You do need the whole set, indeed. But thanks for coming on the show today, Sarah. Oh, my pleasure. It's <laughs> been a blast. Yeah, it's been very good to catch up as well. I know. Yeah. I, I feel like when we, we should always catch up in a way where it's public and everyone can listen to us catching up. <laughs> I think up. so. I think next time it needs to be on off the stage because I was supposed to do that last year sometime and last year despaired so okay off the stage maybe we'll relaunch off the stage with uh, my first guest Hannah Mooney okay can I host my own interview yes you I'd can host your own interview I'd love to let's <laughs> try it I just I can't imagine being a guest on the show because I'm always hosting <laughs> I've, I've done it on backstage a couple of times and I'm oh, like yeah. can I be guest host guys because it's, it's always very weird when someone's like okay Hannah I'm gonna ask you a question yeah, I mean, let's do something different. Okay, you've said yeah. it on the show. So I have it said it on the show. It does have to happen now. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to end the show with mm. another song that you bought today, yeah. uh, which is Can We Stay Here For A While by yes. Samuel plus Michaela. Yeah, can I say a little quick thing about Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Uh, this is me plugging my best friends because it is May New Zealand Music Month still. Just. Yes, just. Just. And um, they're actually my cousin-in-law's. And so this is one of their songs, and I just think it's a bomb. So I was like, why not share it 
when I can pick the music. Oh, what yeah. a brilliant way to way to go out. Um, here is Can We Stay For A While, and I will catch you guys next week. Kakite. <laughs>
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.